Welcome to the Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm your host, Randy, and here in this cafe, we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, Web3, metaverse, NFTs, you name it, and introduce you to all the experts and thought leaders at the cutting edge of this new world. Today, we are talking about making DAOs accessible with Upstream. If you don't know what a DAO is, if you're like, is that a religion? Is that like a card game? Don't worry. You're By the end of today, you're going to know what a DAO is and how it's going to be made accessible. I'm delighted to have Sarah Wood here, the COO at Upstream, a DAO infrastructure company. Sarah is also a published writer with bylines in the cut, Refinery29, Huffington Post. She has a weekly newsletter. She does it all, Sarah. And on top of all of that, she is in the middle of a uh, a cross-ocean move. Uh, So Sarah, thank you in the midst of all of that for joining me here in the crypto cafe today. Randy, it is so delightful to be here with you. And it is honestly, I I mean, I feel like that saying, you know, if someone's a vegan, they'll tell you that they're a vegan. It's also, you know, if someone's moving, they'll tell you that they're moving. And I'm also a vegan. So like, I'm the vegan who's moving who won't stop talking about her move. So I'm glad it it made it into the podcast. Um, And I'm, I'm really happy to be here today and to talk about DAOs and to talk with you. So thank you. I love it. All right. If we were in a real cafe, where in the world would we be and what would we be drinking together? That's a great question. Um, So I'm moving to Edinburgh, Scotland tomorrow. So So we're going to to place ourselves in a lovely Scottish cafe. And I would be drinking a matcha with oat milk. And Randy, what would you be drinking? I mean, probably whiskey if we're in Scotland, but um, <laughs> but like if since maybe it's the morning, so maybe like coffee with whiskey. I don't know. Is that like, acceptable? And we're both wearing kilts, you know. So yeah. you can. <laughs> I love it. No, one Perfect. of my favorite events of the year is the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the theater festival. I've been there. I've been yeah. out a few times. I'm going back this year. Um, it's really just such an incredible city. Wow. Maybe I'll see you there. Um, that's amazing. And yeah, I feel like speaking about fringe, speaking about community and festivals, it's almost the the perfect segue into DAOs, um, which is, it sounds like what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Okay. I want to get into all of that in a second. But before we do, I'd love to hear the aha moment that you personally went down the Web3 rabbit hole. Yeah. So what I, in general, I like to choose... Um, hard things to immerse myself in because I I know that if I don't throw myself completely into it, I am not going to want to do it, you know, in my spare time. So um, when I was in college, I was, um, I I have always loved books. I was, you know, I would tell my parents I'd be a book editor. Um, And then I felt that I was really, really intimidated by finance and that, that signal like in my body, like, okay, this feels really intense. That feels really intimidating. I listened to that signal and completely changed my major, everything, um, signed up to intern at Goldman Sachs on the trading floor and really just like threw myself into it because I I knew that if I didn't put myself in a sink or swim, figure this out, that I was just going to let fear consume me. And I think that the parallel to that um, can also be with crypto and Web3 because it can be just, I remember the first time I heard about crypto and blockchain and I was like, you know, I don't even want to touch that. I don't want to think about it. And then it was that same 
that same signal in my body, like, okay, I'm afraid of this because I don't understand it. So I, I should do the opposite. Instead of running away, I should go figure out how I can understand this and how I can put it in my own words and, and really break it down. Because I had the feeling in the same way that there's a lot of jargon in finance, there's a lot of things that are actually quite simple that we put in these complicated words to decrease the access and decrease the understanding that, you know, crypto, DeFi, all of that, it could be the same thing in different clothing. And I think at the end of the day, it is. It's just um, intuitive concepts that we've we've made a little more complicated by calling, you know, we're going to get to DAOs. But for example, the term decentralized autonomous organization, what a mouthful, you know, what a just a, like, what does that even mean? All of those words, you say that and it has no intuitive meaning to me. And so I think what really made me excited to learn more about Web3 and all of this was just that that same signal that if I don't figure this out, if I don't face the fear of, of being left out, that this is not something I'm going to want to learn about. So um, I would say that was maybe the moment for me was recognizing that this feels really hard. Um, and then, you know, listening to that that signal to, to dive right in. That's very inspiring. I, first of all, I, I really wish that more people would, would listen to that discomfort and lean into it instead of kind of fighting it. Um, so how would you explain what a DAO is to someone who has never heard that term before? Yes, um, it's such a good question. I think in the most simple layperson terms, how I would describe it is an internet community with a shared bank account. And I am a very visual person. So if you could imagine your most active group chat and you know maybe it's a family group chat, maybe it's a group of friends, and then just imagine attached to that group chat, there's a bank account and you all are working together, making decisions and a lot of these decisions, you know, maybe it's a trip or it's a, a meal or something, they need to be funded. And so there's there's a bank account that's attached to that, that micro community. That's how I like to visualize the DAO. I love it. Okay, so can just anyone launch a DAO? So now there's all of these uh, no code or, you know, these easy tools to launch a DAO. So in theory, yes, you could go on upstream today and launch a smart contract that would um, basically be your DAO. And there's these great tools, you know, in the same way that Squarespace and Wix made it easy to start a website. There's all these great tools that are that front um, facing to a DAO so that Ideally, it's as easy to interact in a DAO as it would be to, to start a Squarespace. Um, I think what's so interesting, if we take like five steps back from like, okay, what is a DAO? You know, technically, what is it? Um, I think what's so wonderful about it is it's just a human behavior that we've been doing from the beginning of time. It's all about pooling resources and then making decisions. And it's just a uh, the blockchain technology is what underpins it. But really, you know, this is the behavior we've been doing from the beginning of time. And there's been artist guilds and um, like dairy farming guilds and co-ops, you know, all throughout history and all geographies, this behavior of coming together and using collective intelligence of a group um, is really something that is like in our DNA as humans. And so whenever I, we can, I think there's, can spend so much time going through, you know, what chain and, you know, all of this like technical, 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 but I love to, to bring it a little bit back and just 
this is a community around resources and resource allocation. Um, so really, you know, any organization that has a budget that votes on decisions, um, it could be a DAO because that's just the, you know, the infrastructure or the piping beneath it that makes it run more smoothly. Mm. So uh, thank you, first of all, for describing that in, in such a, an easily accessible way. So now talk to us a little bit about um, what Upstream is doing and what you're working on. Yeah, so I joined Upstream um, when I left finance because I um, Upstream was a community uh, tooling platform. So its its roots were always in community. And I have just long believed that you know, community is the answer to everything because it has been the answer to everything for me. I feel so lucky for all of these opportunities that have presented myself, presented to me from being in the right place at the right time. And so I really believe that there's so much value in the community that you're in. And then upstream, um, we built community tooling. And then we realized that what we had actually built um, when there was all of these active communities and then they were using different tools to you know, raise money to do things together. Maybe it was to host events or to buy things together. Really what we had accidentally created was DAO infrastructure tooling. So we just put them together. We made it so that you could have um, your treasury for your community um, and that it would be just as easy to use as any, you know, any website builder um, or any you know, easy to use no code tool. Um, so that's what Upstream does, and I love it. It's so fun. And um, I've been there now two years. I started in community, um, and Upstream started when, you know, COVID was, like, right before lockdown, and it was around virtual events. It was around um, giving and asking for help and convening people online. And so it's been really amazing to see the company evolve as we've realized this is the behavior that's happening in these communities. So let's let's build the tools to support them. Love it. Um, what are some of the most interesting or like useful or craziest DAOs that you've seen that have been created either on through Upstream or or other platforms? So I think the most famous DAO is probably the Constitution DAO that made a bid to buy the Constitution. I think that. There will also be really interesting DAOs in the future. I think that DAO tooling in general is very early. Like, I don't think every single day someone is going to be raising millions of dollars to try to buy the Constitution. I think that the everyday use case is somewhere, uh, somewhere in between, maybe somewhere different. Um, but we've seen just like really interesting things in um, philanthropy. There's actually a, like a high school student. Um, that created a DAO to protect um, the environment. And there's DAOs that are formed um, to, like there's a lot of investment clubs um, that are forming around different investment theses. Investment theses. Um, I think it could be interesting, like if sororities and fraternities like could potentially use DAO tooling. Um, and there's just, you know, so many different iterations of what DAOs can be used for in the same way that there's all of these different, you know, styles and different flavors to communities themselves. Totally. Yeah, the Constitution one definitely captured a lot of people's interest. And, and you're right, I've seen some really interesting DAOs around fundraising for causes. Um, uh, there were a few that started around raising funds for reproductive rights in the U.S. I've seen yeah. some for 
art collection, like people who want to get together and、um, collect. Um, you know, fine art at a higher price point than people would have been able to collect individually. So it's really, it's interesting.、Um, Sarah, what are some、uh, best practices when creating a DAO? Now that you've seen so many of them and and you've seen the underlying <laughs> tools, like what are some things you'd be like definitely do or definitely don't do for someone creating a new DAO? Yeah, it's such a good question, and I feel that. Everything you say about building a DAO could also be, you know, everything you say about building a community. And I think that communication is the number one most important thing, and the one thing that no amount of technology is really going to change more than,、um, you know, a human that's really, really good at communicating and really good at communicating what the mission of the DAO is. I think that that clarity and that central. Focus of what are we doing? Why are we raising money? Why are we gathering? You know, really the purpose of the DAO. I think that is the number one most important thing: is making sure that you understand, that your members understand, that everyone is fully on the same page. Because you know, DAOs, communities, everything breaks down when people aren't on the same page and people don't know why we're doing what we're doing and how we're doing it. So I think you know a great example. There's、uh, one of my favorite DAOs actually is the Manor DAO, which is、uh, one of the Pool Suite projects, and I think that they are planning to buy a beautiful like Manor, I think in Portugal or somewhere beautiful. And even when I say that, you get an exact idea of like, okay, that's what this community is for. Like that is the purpose of what they're doing. And I think, in in the other way, if you start a DAO and you're not clear. About what you're doing, or the the expected involvement, or you know how much money you're trying to raise, and all of those things, then people you know aren't on the same page and can get lost and disappointed. So、um, I think one, the most important thing is just being clear on your purpose, and then two,、uh, making sure that you you communicate it throughout the group. We're here in the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, and on the menu today is DAOs.、Uh, that's D-A-O,、um, and we're I'm chatting with one of the leading experts on this topic, Sarah Wood, who's the COO at Upstream, a DAO infrastructure company.、Um, Sarah, I'm curious if you think that DAOs will revolutionize the way that we do business or、um, the way that charities will be run, because in some ways it sounds so exciting. To give everyone more of a voice. In other ways, it sounds terrifying because we all know that the, when you have a lot of people in the room weighing in, like n- nothing happens and decisions can't be made. <laughs> so, do you think that、um, we'll see this being applied to organizations and business, or do you think there's like a limit to what DAOs can do? Yeah, I think that is the central question、um, that underpins all of the debates about DAOs. Is okay. It, you know, in a hundred years, is every single community going to be a DAO? Is、um, you know every Fortune 500 company going to be a DAO? I I don't know, but I think once we figure out, in the same way that blockchain is you know being used in all of these different places, and、um, and it's being really helpful, and if if the infrastructure and the tooling is bringing value to communities, I do think that. Um, every community that where it makes sense, like DAOs, could be the pipes under them in the same way that we don't even think like, oh, you know, what is the internet or what is you know making my Google search happen? Like it's almost you know the invisible 
infrastructure beneath all of our organizations. I think to get to that moment, um, there has to be uh, some some evolution uh, in terms of the tooling. It right now, you know, in a dream world, it would be as easy to start a DAO as it is to start a an iMessage, which I wouldn't say right now it is. And I think that's where companies like Upstream, where I work, and you know, there's so many other tooling companies that have come out because they realize that, a, you know, the normal layperson isn't going to be coding the smart contract. So I think, you know, once there's one an evolution in um, in the tooling and making it really easy and delightful to use, then two, I think with more widespread adoption, we're going to find that magic moment where DAOs make so much sense that people people won't even imagine that there was another way that things were done. Mm. And I think sometimes I can see that when, um, I don't know if you've ever coordinated, like I was in a lot of clubs in college and, you know, you're like, there's, you're doing stuff on paper, like you're, you're getting checks, you know, and you're depositing them in person. Like there's this whole hodgepodge of um, like your tech stack is like, okay, let's do votes by hand. And I'm like writing down the votes. And, you know, I think when an organization is doing the behavior that DAOs best support and it makes it easier for people to organize, that's when DAOs will really take off. Absolutely. You mentioned sororities and fraternities um, should be using DAOs, and that makes so much sense uh, now that I think about it. Are there any other DAOs that you'd love to see or like if you had more free time, one that you'd create? So that's a great question. I so I have a dream for the Birkin DAO because I know that oh, I personally, yes. Sarah Wood, at this moment in time, uh, do not have the ability to buy a, a Birkin. But I think that they're going to keep appreciating in value. So if there was like a group of people coming together buying luxury handbags, I would want to participate in that, and I would also, you know, want to delegate my vote to someone who knew more about the handbags and then could choose you know, the ones that they know are going to appreciate. Um, and so that's one that I would just love to participate in because I think it would be so fun. Um, if Randy, if you know anyone that wants to start that DAO, I would love to be it's a participant. Such, it's such a good idea. We like, it, okay, first of all, if we should definitely start that DAO because I know a lot of people that would want to be in on it. And also if anyone listening like has an in at Hermes or anywhere, like they should uh they should also be involved in a DAO like this. So that that is a, a fantastic idea. <laughs> well and I think that's um it that idea like hits on a thread I think a lot of people are feeling of, you know, as goods are getting more expensive, as home buying is more expensive. I think you know, in recessions and when financial times are, are hard, we see a lot more of group buying and, you know, of people coming together to purchase items that they believe are going to appreciate in value. So I know that there's been a, you know, a crypto winter and all of these things, but I, I am very bullish on DAOs because I think that community is the one thing that is a great hedge against any sort of financial downturn and anything is people are always going to come together. And I mean, I think that there would be a lot of people coming together around Birkins because I don't know if there's a ton of people that could go and acquire uh, many of them at this exact moment. Mm, absolutely. Um, in our final few minutes together, I want to uh, hear about some of your outside Web3 activities. You're an incredible writer. You have a newsletter. Um, so talk to me about what does like not Web3 Sarah look like? <laughs> 
So I, I would definitely say that I feel my whole self is like not Web3, Sarah. I think that I am so grateful for writing because it has helped me, one, break down Web3 and be able to write about it. Because if I know that if I don't understand it, I can't write about it. And you also, if you, I, I found that in general, if you don't know what you're saying, which sometimes I have no idea what I'm saying, and then I put it down on paper, and I'm like, wow, I did not understand that at all. So I think that, you know, writing is just the most amazing discipline to help you understand what you do and do not know. So I spend a lot of time writing. Um, and I would say like writing, reading, I love hosting events. Um, I've gotten very into interior design. I would say like in general, if, um, if, if my job is in web three, like I live in web zero, like I have been living in Spain for some time, which is just so beautiful. And so I, I, in my time off, like I'm swimming, I'm setting tables, like all of these very like tactile things. Um, and so I think it's a good balance, right? Web three, web zero um, to live in the world. And then also think about how, how the world is changing. Absolutely. Sarah, where can people go to sign up for your newsletter and to connect with you and follow everything that you're doing? You're really on the cutting edge of so many exciting things. Oh, Randy, thank you. Um, I write on Substack, which I love. Um, it's liminal space uh, because um, I'm always, <laughs> I find myself in a lot of transitions, like in a, this exact moment, I'm in true liminal space as one apartment ends and a new one starts. Um and then I think, you know, LinkedIn is great. I still love it. And um, I, and then Instagram, my name is underscore underscore Sarah Wood. Incredible. Well, Sarah, I really hope that we get to uh, it, sit in an actual cafe in, in Edinburgh together, uh, maybe as soon as a few months from now. And I, I just I wish you so much luck with this huge move across the world. Uh, but thank you for all that you do on the cutting edge of Web3. Thank you, Randy, and I hope to see you soon. Amazing. That was Sarah Wood, COO at Upstream, a DAO infrastructure company. Um, I'm so grateful to Sarah for breaking down what DAOs are and what they can do in such an accessible way. And um, I think what's really exciting is that we're just so early days in what can be done. And uh, we're, we're at such the, the early stages of tooling and infrastructure and the way people use DAOs. But, uh, you know, I guarantee several years from now, We'll, we'll look back and think, you know, look at all of these things that are being run by Dow is I can't believe we we, you know, ever work. We're wondering about them and if they would be relevant in society. So um, super exciting. It's great to hear what the team at Upstream is doing. Thanks so much to everyone for tuning into the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. And here in this cafe, we dive deep into everything Web3 so that we can all be on the cutting edge of this new revolution. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll be back with an all new episode.